Um, I just want to thank God for everything He's done for me and um, for my family as well. God kept me alive. Um, it's been a very rough, um, rough road. Um, uh, sometimes in March, March 1st, uh, we went for my sister's birthday and I had some, some cold drinks and all that. And immediately I just felt something in me. I just felt sick immediately. So I thought it was something I could um, manage on my own. So I tried to use uh, medicine and, you know, thinking, okay, within a few days, all of these will go away. And um, after I managed it for about a month, which uh, is something I should have done, um, somehow I think I lost my, my vision. I couldn't see anymore the way I, you know, I, I see. So um, I was still trying to hold it to myself, trying to manage it until then I was, um, I had a kind of um, wet cough, um, which initially I thought it was COVID uh, because um, I had some um, film coming out from my nose. And then this time, I think if I stayed another day, I think that would have been it. Then my wife, uh, God's user, and said, she, needs to, she, she, she said she needs to take me to the hospital. Um, I couldn't even reply her because I was so weak, I was so tired. Then um, I just managed, I couldn't walk on my own, I couldn't stand on my own. So we we'll got to the hospital, uh, Darren Valley. So um, they rushed me to uh, um, emergency. And one of the doctors said, why did I just show up? I said, well, I thought uh, because of the um, isolation and all that, I was trying to isolate myself for 14 days and all that. Immediately, they, they gave me injections and all that, but that was the journey of uh, a very rough journey. I couldn't feel myself. Um, I was told that um, hair wasn't going to my lungs that if I had stayed another day, that would have been, that would have been the end. So, um, so I couldn't breathe, so they had to put me on, um, uh, what was that? Okay. Oxygen mask. So I think they had about a few ones. Those ones didn't work. So they, they had to use a very strong one. I think they call this like a CPAP, where they lock your head, they force the oxygen into your lungs. And um, right there, that's where the problem is, because I think most people who go to hospital and they use that oxygen, people don't survive on it. And um, one of the nurses told my wife that if that didn't work for me, that uh, they would take me to uh, ICU, the tubulation. Um, for tubulation where they put a pipe into me and force the oxygen and all that, that they will put me to sleep and I will know what's happening. I think my, my, my wife cried out to, to brethren, to everyone, to pray for me. And um, so when they put the mask on me, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it because um, the oxygen forced you to, to, to take the hair from the machine into yourself and the carbon dioxide from inside, I don't even know where it's going because there's no oil. While the other small oxygen mask, there's a hole where carbon dioxide goes out. But this very one, there's no way carbon dioxide goes out. So um, in the middle of the night, uh, I begged one of the nurses to release to release the the time of it. I think God just gave me the wisdom. And when she did, when the nurses go away, I had to put my hand into it to allow um, her from uh, room to come into, to, into the oxygen so I can feel a normal hair. If not, I don't think I will survive it. So, um, and God told me while they had a mask on me, 
that there is there is the word science and there is the word my job my job is to keep you alive the science is to put all these things which does not mean anything but my own job as as god is to allow you to live and to keep you alive you know which um i'm so grateful and within a um, few days i think my my breathing came to life and uh, and i started having temperature room and um, you know my breathing came to life then uh, after like six days because in my present there were other people other patients that were there they were begging the doctors the nurses right beside me they should take them to icu because the machine did not work for them they didn't want to feel the pain of the one i was using you know they were begging that please take to, and the doctors were telling them if we take you to icu um it might be difficult for you to come to life and all that but they said they don't mind just take us away from these you know this pain but in my own case god brought me to life and um, with the prayers um god said well i still need you then after everything one of the doctors came to me when they took the mask away and um, told me um is a chinese chinese um, doctor i said my friend whatever you're doing whatever that you you worship just thank your god that this machine worked for you it didn't work for others you know and he keep he keep repeating that that this machine worked for you it didn't work for others just thank just thank your god so i i want to thank everyone because i know what um, people who's been a victim of covid um though they tested me about three times i said i didn't have um, covid that had um, that was negative that had um, community acquired pneumonia but um i was put on isolation as well but i see people who who are there that they want to survive the pain they were going through you know uh, i just thank god that god brought me out and um i'm here and hearty i'm with my family and i want to thank the brethren for the prayers um for everything so i just give god the glory thank you everyone for your prayers i appreciate you amen amen praise god god is good all the time all the time god is good and all the time god is good now if i was in church and we heard that testimony and i was to say to you god is god all the time and you was to say hmm, all the time i would say someone do it a bit louder so we're going to do it again don't forget nobody else can hear you but the people that's in your house but god can hear you and in psalm 22 it says god what does he do he inhabits the praises of his people so god is good all the time and all the time god is good that's better thank you tundi that was a wonderful testimony we've got another testimony coming up very soon so we're going to rush through the notices very very quickly and jen's got a sunday score that she's going to trim down a little bit so we can give christina reverend christina a full time to give you a word so tuesday prayer meeting wednesday coffee morning thursday questions and answers saturday is the children's hour all this information is on our zoom and the codes are there for the zoom as well if you can't do that you can always pester the pastor <laughs> but not on a friday because give the poor guy a day off um and that's all the things that's going on this week so church is operating all the way through the week and we had a birthday yesterday didn't we sister etta and we've got another birthday coming up on friday which is avril and i know that she's on here at the moment so len have you got your guitar uncle len are you there with your guitar yes 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 well we have, having somewhat technical problem this morning so unbelievable okay well we can just sing a happy birthday to um etta well yesterday and, and, and avril. avril which is on friday, friday. Yeah. are we ready brethren one yeah. two, three uh, uh, 
Sister Tenby, where's my sister Tenby? Where's that lovely, lovely smile that she often gives? Now then, time has gone quite quickly, but we don't want to take away the effect of anybody's testimony because the testimonies are Very so important. good. So, Sister Tenby, would you just testify what God has done for you? Thank you. Good morning, church. It's good to be here. It's good. To to be sharing with my family and knowing how God has used you to um, pray for me to get through this valley where I was, I was in. And my, my story um, started uh, when, I had a, when they discovered I had a lump on my breast. And uh, when I went to see the doctor, he told me that uh, it's a very aggressive cancer and they have to do it very fast, otherwise it's going to spread the whole body. And they were going to chop off about a third of the breast off. Um, so all that was hard to, to swallow. Um, cancer is something that has not been in the family. So the word cancer sort of shocked the whole family. The family has been a blessed family, no diabetes, no high blood pressure, no cancers, and I've just been the first one. But we know that as God's people, God works in, in mysterious ways, and uh, at times things happen for a reason, or at times things happen because God wants to see how far we can stand. And this was a test of time for my family and myself especially. But my gratitude goes to my church family, the prayers that you gave me uh, yielded a lot. I know when we pray at times, we don't see how God has worked. But uh, when we look at all the stages, then we see God has been at work behind the scenes. So when I, when I, um, I was diagnosed, it was a shock. I know... I cried in front of people, which was very embarrassing. I cried, but I started preaching to them all and telling them that this body belongs to God and he alone can allow things to happen and he knows how they will get out. And I know that God loves me. So everyone in the hospital remembers <laughs> the preaching that I did when I was at that room. And from there on, I contacted uh, uh, Reverend Christina and uh, the prayer started. And that's when I realized that uh, I was standing in just like the, the disciples when, when they were in that boat. When they were about to sink, they did not think about Jesus at that time. They thought about themselves. They thought about surviving. They thought, what happens next? That's where I was. But the minute Jesus appeared, I remembered that he is still in control. No matter what, he can come in and command peace and I would have peace. So what happened after that, my prayers were uh, strengthened by Exodus 15 verse 26, that he is my Jehovah Rabbi. I am the God that he left me. He is the God that created me. So I started uh, meditating on that. And my prayer was, 
God amazed me because when you talk about cancer, people think about death. But I knew God was with me and he was going to amaze me. God has done it before. What would stop him doing it again? So that was my strength. When I got to the hospital, I was told that uh, the, the doctor would um, suggested that he was going to cut off my breasts, half my breasts. Is uh, not going to do the, the operation. I'm going to get a specialist. And I could see God is working. So I went to Durant Valley to see the specialist. And he said, uh, oh, oh, we'll see what we'll, what we'll do. We'll see. And then he said to me, are you a praying woman? I said, definitely I am. And I stand with God. Even now, when I'm standing right here, I know he is here with me. So he said, okay, we meet at the hospital. I was really amazed. I was really amazed. God amazed me. Got to the hospital, delayed the operation. The operation was supposed to be two hours, but it went on over four hours. But the time when I woke up, there was a choir singing. They were singing um, one of um, Swagat's songs. You know, one of the, the girls, I um, can't remember her name now. They, uh, and the, the choir was sort of, they were sort of in unison. It wasn't just one person. It was as if there is a choir that's singing at the side. And the, the verse, the chorus was what they were singing at that time when I woke up. Some call him Savior, the Redeemer. And I call him Jesus, for he is my dearest friend. I was amazed. And I opened my eyes because I wanted to see the choir, and there was no choir, except the doctors were standing there and saying, Tembi, Tembi, wake up. Wake up. You've been sleeping too long. Wake up. I got up, and I didn't see the choir, and I knew the angels were there and they were singing for me, that I call him Jesus because he is my dearest friend. He is the only one who doesn't leave me behind. No matter what happens, he is there with me. And God amazed me. God amazed me. Even now, I still, I still um, get surprised and emotional, happily emotional that God loves me. What remains now is for me to know why he saved me. But I know the treatment is not over, but the results is where God definitely emphasized his presence. When I opened the, the bandage to see, I found that I had bandages all over, but it wasn't quite clear. But in the morning when they removed the first bandages, I found the, the surgeon hadn't moved a single bit of the breast. He had cut on the crease of the breast and just removed the lump only. That's how God works. He amazed me. And my prayer was, God, amaze me. He has made the blind see, the lame walk. Why can't he do a small thing like this for me? And... I am really, really uh, happy how God has worked. And I still ask for more prayers for God's hand to finish this. I know there is still more treatment to go. There's still the chemotherapy that um, they think I should go through. But my prayer is God amaze me because chemotherapy is not in my vocabulary. And because I eat well, I exercise. Um, I know there is nothing that can surpass God's hand and good food. So I know God will never let me down. And I thank my family, my church family, for all the prayers that you gave me. So far, so good. God is good. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much. Sister. Just a tumbe.
we thank God for your life. Mm. We thank God for Tunde as well, and that God is working in mm. our lives. Mm. And that we need each other. And as I scrolled through here, I could see some faces that are, uh, perhaps I don't know, perhaps you'll visit. I know uh, Sion's here from Ethiopia as well. Wherever you are, you're not too far from, from the prayers of the saints and not too far from God's hand. Is that right, Jen? Amen. So we thank you for that. Praise God. What did you want to say? I'm going to mention that oh, okay. streams of so we thank God for the testimonies this morning. Our God is working in the people. Amen. Amen. And um, we know that um, Sister Yvonne's got a song, and as she prepares to sing that song, Jan, I just feel, would you just say, time is fast spent, but just say a little prayer for uh, Tendi and Zembi, please, for their. Heavenly Father, we thank you for yes, these Lord. wonderful testimonies. Mm. We know you're the God, you're the healer, you're the counsellor. You, Father, are a special friend to each one of us. And, Father God, we know, Lord, that all things work together yeah, for good, good. Yes, Lord. for those that love you. Mm -hmm. So, Lord God, I just thank you today that these testimonies can be said mm -hmm. with a heart of love yeah. and power and glory Encourage to us. our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father for your healing presence in these people's lives and the peace that passes all understanding, understanding to know that you was with them. You said you would never oh, leave yes. us or forsake us. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Never take anything for granted. Thank you. Yvonne, what's the song you want to share with us? Wait upon the Lord. Good. Thank you, Sister Eva. Those who wait upon and all, those who well, we wait upon their strength. strength. Amen. Soar up on wings like eagles. Are you ready, Auntie Jen, for the Sunday yes, school? Yes, I sure am. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning, children. Um, I like first of all to ask your way. to um, pray together. So, all the children, eyes closed and hands together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for taking care of us and putting a hedge of protection around us, Lord, for keeping us safe in these troubled times. Father, we ask, Lord, that you forgive us anything that we've said or done wrong this week. We ask, Lord God, that you will forgive us because, Lord, we want to come humbly in your presence 
and say thank you for being our Father in heaven. We pray that you give us understanding this morning as we learn more about Jesus. And we say this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to talk about, it's in John 4, and it's a Samaritan woman meets Jesus at the well. Now, to get an understanding of this story, I've asked Hannah and Rosemary if they would like to read part of the story for me so that people will understand what we're going to say today. So, Rosemary and Hannah, are you ready? And yeah. Jan, Hannah's not well. She's just about half an hour ago started getting, having strong tummy pains and feeling sick. Oh, so Rosemary, would you do yes, that? She'll for read me? it, yeah. A Samaritan woman came to draw some water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The woman answered, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan, so you can ask me for a drink. Jews will not use the same cups and bowls that Samaritans use. Jesus answered, If only you knew what God gives, and who is it is that is asking you for a drink. You would give, you would ask him, and he would give you life-giving water. Sir, the woman said, you haven't got a bucket, and the well is deep. Where will you get that life-giving water? It was our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well. He and his sons and their flocks all drank from it. You don't claim to be greater than Jacob, do you? Jacob answered, all those who drink this water will be thirsty again, but those who ever drink drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring which will provide him with life-giving water and him eternal life. Sir, the woman said, give me that water then I will never be thirsty again, nor I will have to come here to draw water. Thank you, Rosemary. Well How done. lovely. Well done. Very lovely the way she read that rhyme, wasn't it? Yes, in verse 14, but those who drink the water that I will give them will never become thirsty again. In fact, the, woman, the water I will give them will become in them a spring that gushes up to eternal life. Children, stand up. Do we want gushes of water? Do we want dripping of water like a tap? Do we want a fountain of water that just sprays? Or do we want gushings of water? I think what we need this morning is gushings of water. The gushings of life, everlasting life from Jesus. And there's a song that I want to share with you, and it goes like this. There's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. There's water, water of life. Jesus gives us the water of life. Have you heard the raindrops drumming on the rooftops? Have you heard the raindrops dripping on the ground? Have you heard the raindrops splashing in the streams and running to the rivers all around? All together, there's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. There's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. Nobody can live who hasn't any water. Jesus is the water of life. And in us today, we can add, what do we want? Do we want dripping from a tap? Do we want a fountain? Or do we want gushings of water, of everlasting life? that comes from knowing Jesus. So one more time the song. 
Jesus is the water of life. Jesus is the water of life. There's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. Now, in the week, if you draw a picture of a tap that drips or a fountain, that just gives a spray of water. But remember, we want gushings of water. And do you remember Moses when he struck the rock? When all the people complaining to him, we are thirsty, give us a drink, we want a drink. And Moses struck the rock as God told him. And the water came out for the people to drink. But it didn't come out in a drip, it didn't come out in a fountain, it came out in a gushing of water. So we want gushings of water in our life because gushing is everlasting life and it comes from Jesus. There's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. There's water, water of life. Jesus is the water of life. Amen. Amen. See it? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Frighten the daylight, Sam, it's gushing some <laughs> Pastor Graham. Thank you, Auntie Jen. Good morning, everybody. Um, I am not Pastor Graham. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, what can I say? Um, Auntie Jan has just preached my word this morning. So <laughs> God is obviously trying to say something uh, today. So... Uh, good morning to everybody and uh, what a privilege it is to be together, to be thanking God. Those testimonies, praise God, they just touch my heart and what an awesome God we serve. We serve a God that does hear and answer our prayers today, don't we? Amen. Okay, um, I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to ask uh, Sister Judith to read um, the first reading. So, Father God, I do thank you that you are here with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you bring unity, Lord Jesus, that no one can break. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have been, Lord Jesus, healing and touching lives. And we will come back and we will say thank you. Lord, we will give you praise and glory for all that you have done. So, Father God, I pray that as your word goes forth again, Lord Jesus, you know what you're doing today. And Lord, so hide me behind the cross, Lord, that the words will come only as your words, Father, and not as mine. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will help us to open our hearts, open our ears to what your word is saying. That, Lord Jesus, you might encourage us and, and bless us. Lord, that you might, Lord Jesus, even challenge us today. So, God, whatever we do, Lord, we know that you're doing it for our good. Our good. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Sister Judith, are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> Good afternoon, church. Um, I've been requested to read Psalms 23, uh, and I'm reading from the New King's James Version. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, Sister Judith. So what really um, struck me today um, was that my cup runneth over. Now we know that a cup, can only hold the liquid as to the size of the cup. 
So if we've got more liquid that will not fit into the cup because it's too much, it's going to pour over. And that's what God wants for us today. He wants our cup running over. He wants to go over the top of the brim and spill everywhere. So whatever he's pouring into us is going to pour into others also. In Psalm 23 verses 1, it said, I shall not want. You know, God supplies to us in abundance in the midst of difficult times as well as good times. It also includes the Holy Spirit uh, future outpouring onto all who ask for it. So if you want an infilling today, if you want God to pour his presence and his joy and his love into you today and into me today, We've only got to ask. How awesome is that? We haven't got to work for it. We haven't got to beg for it. We haven't got to go out and try and find that water. We have only got to ask for it. And however much that we want to contain is purely up to us. So if we want just a little, God will give us just a little. If we want a little bit more, God will freely give. If we want to be overflowing, God will pour until we overflow and make a difference in other people's lives. In Luke 11 verse 13, it says, If you then, being evil, know how much good gifts you give to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give to the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So today, how full is our cup? How full is our joy? How full is our peace and our love of God that is flowing from us? Are we drawing from our own resources? You know, when we draw from our own resources, we're eventually going to run dry. Our patience is going to run dry. We're not going to feel at peace. We are not going to feel that joy. And so we will eventually, we will run out. You know, this week I was really encouraged um, by another member of our family of God today, uh, the, the other day, I was feeling, you know, I was feeling really locked down, down. My grandchildren and my children are so far away that we miss them and we always miss them. But this day particularly, I was really, really missing my family and being in the presence of them. And, and I felt a bit low and a bit down and, but I, I, I carried on and I, I, I actually needed to be calling Libby um, about something and we was chatting and her final words to me was big hug and something broke, something broke within me. And um, as she said those two words, it totally changed my day. As I remembered in the midst of all that's going on, I was blessed. I was blessed. And so thank you, Libby, for those true words. It was just a big hug. And as she said it, I just felt the arms of Jesus just go around me like a big hug and filling my uh, disappointment with joy of blessings that I've got children and grandchildren that are well and strong and that God is taking care of them and that one day we will be in the same room. And I just needed that, just touch from God through, through Libby's words. And so you guys, you are so encouraging to each other. And I just want to say, keep doing that because you don't know how you're touching people's hearts and into people's lives. So I just felt that a fresh anointing just pouring inside of me just with those two words. So my question is, are we satisfied with a little when God has so much for us? You know, I have a friend who loves her coffee. Oh, she loves it more than me. I like coffee. And uh, as Hermie knows, good coffee is good. Right, Hermie? Mm -hmm. And um, I love my coffee, but my friend, oh, she loves coffee. And so the first time she came to my house, I thought, oh, you know, she's like an older generation. I will find out a really nice cup and saucer 
and I'll make a real effort to put a nice cup of coffee in this small cup. And I give her the cup and saucer and she says to me, well, no, thank you. Um, I want the biggest mug you can find. And I thought, how rude. I've given her this nice cup of coffee in this nice cup with a nice saucer. And she says, no, thank you. Give me the biggest mug. And so I went to find a mug and God spoke to me and said, do not be satisfied with a little when you could be satisfied with a lot. And when you go to her house, all her mugs are the size of a fishbowl. And I'm not kidding you. The mugs are so big. I'm like, how do you drink that much? She says, I drink till I'm satisfied. I drink until I'm overflowing. And I thought, you know what? That is just such a message in that all by itself. And so whenever she comes over now, I make sure I've got the biggest mug I can find because I want her to be satisfied with what she receives from our, our hospitality. And so when we think of that, we think, have we got enough? Are we overflowing? Are we overflowing with God's blessing that pours over from others? Or are we able to go to the source ourselves? And so I just want to show you an illustration. So here's my cup. It's empty. I need to have a source of filling up. And so I go to the source. Is that enough for me? Am I going to be satisfied? with that much? No, I don't think so. I think I need more. Is that enough? Well, maybe it's enough for me, but is it going to affect others in my life? Is it just going to give me what I need, my blessing, my joy, my peace? Or can I have more? And so I go to the source and fill right to the brim. Oh, what a good cup of water that will be. I can drink maybe to my satisfaction for today. But I don't want to be content with that. I want to go over to the brim and I want to pour all over to everybody else who is in my presence. Because I want to make a difference. So how much do you want to be overflowing to the brim? You know, we need to keep going back to the source. We can keep going back to the tap and fill our glasses in the natural because we keep being thirsty. But when we go to the source of Jesus, he gives us living water. So water in the tap only quenches my thirst. But the living water, it quenches the joy and my peace and, and understanding and patience and all the fruits of the Spirit come from what God is, is pouring into us every day. God is our only source for our spiritual needs. We have another reading from Julie from Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youths may faint and grow weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Thank you, Julie. And so when we think of uh, our human strength, we know that the help of healthy eating, exercising and drinking plenty of water helps to make us strong. Is that right? Everyone agree? 
healthy eating, exercise, plenty of water. And the same with our spiritual health. We need to exercise from reading the word of God. We need to drink plenty of water as we wait in his presence that we can draw fountain from the fountain of life. We need to, to, to uh, exercise ourselves in prayer and eat, the, eat healthily from the word of God. In Psalm 36, verse 8 to 10, he says, They feast on the, the abundance of your house, and you give them to drink from the river of your delight. For you, sorry, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, do we see light? Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. You know, we can only pour as much as we have in our container. When we are able to, uh, God, to pour into our lives, we're not relying on our source. We are not relying on a human source. If we are overflowing and spilling out everywhere, it's reaching others. And the thirsty will come running. When someone's thirsty and they can't get to water, they will come where there is water. And the same spiritually. When people are spiritually thirsty, they will be looking for spiritual water spilling out of another person who is filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. So what is pouring from you and from me? Is it the living water? Or is it something different from the living water? Is it something else that's spilling out of your life? Maybe it's a, a, a hobby that it's got to be first and foremost, that when you talk, there's, there's got to be something other than talking the word of God and encouraging each other and blessing each other. And God wants us today to be filled and overflowing with the water of life that comes from God himself. So how much do we really want from God? So Steve is going to read to us Ezekiel 47 verses 3 to 5. Thank you. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand. But now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. Thank you. Have you ever been to the seaside where you thought, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water? And you think, oh, this is a little bit cold. And you've got somebody else who just goes charging in the water and runs in and swims. And they're yelling at you, come on, it's great in here. And you're like, no, it's too cold. This is, I'm okay, I'm paddling, I'm okay. But God wants us to be submerged in the presence of God in the water. He doesn't want us just to put our toe in. He doesn't want us just to go up past our ankles or past our knees. He doesn't want it just to go up to our waist. But he wants us to submerge and go deeper and deeper in the presence of God. So are we going to be satisfied with just dipping our toe in today? Are we going to be satisfied with just going up to our knees or to our waist? Or are we going to swim into the deeper presence of God and get so wet? And like Auntie Jane said, that the water will whoosh when we are jumping in and just going deep in the presence of God. You know, have you experienced that kind of presence of God? Or have you always just been safe? Are you fearful of being able to get deeper into that presence of God? Or is there a longing, a longing? When that person is shouting, 
come on, the water's fine, you'll get used to it, you'll come in, have fun, enjoy it. Or are you afraid to go in and enjoy all that God has for you and to get deeper and submit right into the presence of God? How thirsty are you today? How thirsty are you just going to have a small glass of water? Or are you going to just keep drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking? And I'm talking in the spiritual. In the natural, you can drink as much water as you want because you'll pour it out a different way to the way you'd pour out the, the water that God pours into you. You know, if you want more of Jesus, you really need to go deeper. Not just a little bit of water, but really go deeper. We're in a lockdown time. No surprise to any of us. It's a period of time where we are in the house, we can't go far, that we are here. Let us use this time to just close the door in our bedroom or into a, in one quiet room. Turn off your phones. Turn off Zoom at times and shut yourself and say, Lord, I'm coming into your presence in a really deep way. Because this morning I want to say to you, there is going to be an end to this lockdown. And I don't want any of us saying, I wished I used that lockdown time to really get with God why I had that chance, why I had that time. So that when we are all coming out of that lockdown period, oh, we're so overflowing that our neighbours would be like, what's happening to you guys? There's something that is dripping off you. I like it. I want some of it. I'm thirsty for what you have. And this is our opportunity. This is our time that we can close the door and we can drink and drink and drink and drink until we're dripping in his presence because as you've heard me say before when we are dripping with his presence we will see signs and wonders and miracles because the presence of God is dripping from us as I've also said before when the apostles walked down the roads they never said anything they just walked past in their shadows healed the sick People was falling to their knees in salvation because that was the kind of presence that they was carrying. Are you thirsty for that kind of presence? Are you thirsty for that overflowing that you are determined that you are going to be the witness just by overflowing with his presence this morning? Also, if you know Jesus, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe this is not the type of experience that you've ever had. But I have good news for you today. That living water is for you as much as it is for all of us. For everybody who wants to drink from that water, that water of life, is for you today. And it's for me today to receive each day. And so if you want that water, you only have to come and ask him, into your heart and your life today. Now, I've made my word short today, but I want to say a prayer that if you don't know Jesus or you want more of Jesus, or you want that source, it's for you today. And how exciting is that? Because you know what? You don't even get the water rates. It's free. It's so free. And it's ready and waiting for you. And it's the sweetest water you'll ever taste. It's not bitter. It's not too sweet. It is perfect, clear water that will bring life in all that you do in your life. And it will bring you hope. It will bring you joy. It will help you when you're not feeling patient. It will bring all the fruits of the Spirit to life because you are watering those fruits of the Spirit. So i just like to say a prayer today, if I can get the slide up. 
And I want you to say the prayer too, quietly in your heart. But please, if you do say this prayer and that you are wanting to uh, talk to someone, please, you can approach any of us on this uh, Zoom today and we will pray personally for you as well. So. Let's pray this prayer together, shall we? Even if we do know the Lord. Dear God, I admit I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ died in my place, paying the penalty for my sins. I am willing right now to turn from my sin and accept Jesus Christ as my personal Saviour and Lord. I commit myself to you and ask you to send the Holy Spirit into my life to fill me and take control and to help me become the kind of person you want me to be. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you that we can come to the source of the living water today. And that's through you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you remind us that we can be filled with all good things when we come into your presence. Lord, help us, Lord, to be drawn into that place. Help us, Lord, to put away this, the world, Lord, and, and all the things that distract us, Father, that we can come and have that time in your presence and fill up. Lord, let our resources not just be a little. Let it not be just enough, but let it be overflowing that it will affect others around us for you, Jesus. So help us, Lord Jesus, this week in all that we say, in all that we do, in the places that we go that we have to. Lord, even a smile will be so, Lord, full of your anointing that, Lord, somebody will want to know what it is about us, oh God. And we can tell them, Lord, it's you, Jesus, in our lives. So, Father, I pray as you fill us, Lord, let your healing flow. Let your salvation flow. Lord, let your deliverance flow. Lord, set people free, Lord, because of the flowing of your presence. I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us finish talking. Okay. Um, yeah, just before we say the grace, um, you know, I think... We, as leaders, you know, we, we have two, two prayers, among many others, I'm sure. But, you know, one is that we pray that everyone, every member, every person who comes to um, Wellspring Church, um, and that's most of you on here this morning, you know, that you will draw closer to God, you know, that we can lead people into that deeper relationship um, deeper place than they've ever been before um, and uh, even if you're not a member of Wellsprings you know where, wherever you may attend whatever church you might go to that that may be the same for you as well um, but also that we might know more of the Holy Spirit working in our lives you know and this morning you know there's no um, getting together with Jan and Christina as they prepare the Sunday school and the message um, that's the Holy Spirit just laying on that both of their hearts what he wants us to hear today um, and so we thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit in our lives and, and if you've never been filled in the Spirit or if you don't know what that is again message us contact us um, use Facebook you know email us through the website whatever you choose um, but uh, you know let us know and we can pray with you um, to know more about that as well. Um, just before we say the grace, I'd like to, to just pray for Hannah, who, who we know has been taken ill this morning. Uh, just pray the Lord will touch her body. Um, and if there's any more of you on here today um, who we're not aware of, you know, then wherever you may need a touch in your body, lay your hand on that part of your body right now, if that's at all possible. If it's your stomach, or your, or your arm, or your leg, or wherever it might be. And I'm going to pray, um, and then we're going to say the grace and uh, finish the service. So, Father, we just pray this morning, Lord, for 
for young Hannah. We thank you for her, Lord, and we pray even now in her home, Lord Jesus, that you would touch her body, uh, Lord, and that, that these stomach pains that she's got, Lord, that they will go even now, Lord. Uh, they will just disappear, Father, as, as she knows that she is part of this greater family, and we are praying, Lord, to you to touch her uh, life right now. For others, Lord, I pray, who, who may be in need of a physical touch uh, of you, Lord. We thank you for the testimonies we've heard of how you've touched uh, Tundi and Tembi, uh, Lord, in the, that hour of need. Uh, Lord, we continue to pray for Tembi, Lord, that, Lord, you will perform, uh, Lord, your complete work in her body. And others, Lord Jesus, uh, uh, Lord, who may need you uh, for physical healing or spiritual healing, uh, emotional needs, whatever they may be, come, we pray, and touch these lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's just say the grace together. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We're going to um, unmute everybody. So. Uh